Hi everyone, I'm Justin. I have to go to school every day with two bodyguards. It sounds pretty cool when I say that. But when you find out what happened to me, you'll see it's not exactly something that you'd want for yourself. My dad is a truck driver. For years, he drove around the whole country. We'd only see him four or five days a month at most. Even though we barely spent time together, we had this strong bond. On the days when he was home, we used to play board games. He would always let my sister or me win. I miss those days a lot. We were a really happy family. I was happy at home and at school as well. I think that's because I had the best group of friends in the city. Matt, Jamie, Chris and I have been friends since kindergarten. We went to the same schools. We promised each other that we would stay together until high school's over. Last year, Matt's family moved to another city. Matt convinced them to let him stay here with us. He lives with his aunt right now. Things were going really well, and then something seemingly good happened, which changed our lives. My dad has been playing the lottery for years. Occasionally, he would win small prizes. But one day, he hit the jackpot and won the biggest prize in years. So one morning, we woke up as one of the richest families in the city. Many people dream of winning the lottery. My dad quit his job as a truck driver. We moved to a nicer neighborhood, bought a bigger house. From now on, we could buy anything we wanted. This is the good part. And then there's the flip side. A lot of news outlets talked about my dad winning the jackpot. Everyone knew the truck driver who got rich overnight. Relatives and friends who my parents hadn't seen in years started coming over. But why? To celebrate with us? Of course not. Some were straightforward, others less so, but they all wanted money. In the middle of all this ruckus, I was trying to go on with my ordinary but happy life. I didn't care about money, the new house, luxury cars, and all that stuff. My sister started going to a private school. Of course, I didn't change my school. My dad said, okay, but at least let my driver take you there. I said, no, I wanted to take the bus like I used to. The bus stop was a five-minute walk from the school. One day, I got off at the stop and was walking to school while watching a video on YouTube. I felt like I hit something. I looked up and it was a guy. Just as I was about to apologize, he grabbed me and dragged me to an SUV that was parked nearby. I was so shocked I couldn't even scream. Just as he was trying to push me into the back seat of the SUV, we heard a siren. Whoever was in the driver's seat of the SUV was obviously a coward. He hit the gas and drove away without waiting for his friend. The other guy was stunned. After a moment of hesitation, he started running towards the SUV. Naturally, the police followed him. They caught the guy in no time. It turned out these guys were criminals. When they found out my dad had won the lottery, they decided to kidnap his son for ransom. They'd been following me for days. Finally, they decided to go for it. Thankfully, I was saved by a police car that was passing by. I was curious about how much money they would ask for me, but I could never find out. Naturally, my dad was very worried. And he was right. There could be other people out there who had the same idea. You can't be going to school alone anymore. I'm going to hire a security company. They will drive you around, he said. What? I would be going to school with bodyguards? Dad, that's embarrassing, I was about to say. Justin, I don't want to hear about it. We don't have a choice, he said, and didn't let me protest. That same night, two people came to our house to meet me. They looked exactly like what you would imagine bodyguards to look like. They didn't take their sunglasses off even inside the house. A guy named Alexander was in charge. Mr. Justin, 
You need to comply with some rules for us to be able to do our job, he said. What kind of rules? I asked. The first and most important rule is you can't go anywhere without us. The second rule is that you can only have one person with you at any time, at school or outside. I turned to my dad in shock. What do you mean? Dad, and will my friends take turns to hang out with me? I asked. My dad didn't respond. Thank you, Alexander. We will do as you say. We're expecting you at 7 a.m. tomorrow, he said as they left. The following day was one of the most embarrassing days of my life. My dad called the school's administration and told them about the kidnapping, and they let the bodyguards into the school. The whole day, the two bodyguards were following me wherever I went. And of course, everyone was staring at us. The worst part was that they waited by the door while I was in the bathroom. I called my friends the night before and told them about the bodyguards. I told them that only one person would be allowed to come near me. Our first meeting the next morning was really upsetting. When I saw my friends, I forgot about the bodyguards and wanted to go to them. But Alexander stood between us and stopped me. After that, Chris came running to me alone. Jamie and Matt had to watch us from a distance. This wasn't something that we were used to, but there was nothing we could do about it. We had to play along for some time. Nearly a month went by. I thought I'd eventually get used to it, but that did not happen. I was still very uncomfortable walking around with bodyguards. The worst thing was that my relationship with my friends suffered a lot more than I could imagine. We used to hang out at school, and then afterwards we'd go to an abandoned paint factory. It had been empty for years. We called it the Grey Castle. We used to hang out there without anyone bothering us. But now we couldn't see each other at school, nor at the Grey Castle. I was so sad to see Jamie, Chris, and Matt drifting away from me. They were my best friends. I had to do something quickly to fix my relationship with them. The only way I could hang out with my friends was to get rid of the bodyguards. Otherwise, they would never let me go. Alexander and the other guy brought me home around four every day, stood in front of our house until six, and then left. I couldn't wait for their workday to be over because by then it would be too late. I decided I would run out through the backyard, go to the Grey Castle, and surprise my friends. When I came home, I went to my mom holding my head. I told her, Mom, I have a terrible headache. I'm going to take a nap. My room is downstairs. As soon as I got in, I changed my clothes and jumped out to the backyard. The bodyguards were by the front door, so they didn't hear a thing. I took the bus from the other side of the block and rode towards the Grey Castle. I think my acting was too good. My mom thought a headache that bad wouldn't go away with a nap. She came to my room with a glass of water and a painkiller. She saw that I wasn't there. She thought I went to the bathroom... But after a while, when my sister came out of the bathroom, they figured out I wasn't at home. My mom panicked and let the bodyguards know. They called me first, and then when I didn't pick up, they called my dad. The first thing they thought was that I got kidnapped. So they decided to call the police. The police got on it right away and quickly figured out my location by tracking the signal from my cell phone. <laughs> I had actually seen Alexander's call. He must be calling to tell me something about tomorrow. I'll call him when I get back, I thought. Sometimes he'd call and say, Heavy traffic expected for tomorrow morning. Let's leave 15 minutes early, or something like that. My plan was to spend a few hours with my friends and come back to my room through the window. But when they realized I was gone, things got crazy. My family and the bodyguards were rightfully worried. Meanwhile, I was happily chatting with my friends at the Grey Castle, totally unaware of what was going on. 
We had so much to catch up on since we hadn't seen each other properly for weeks. I was doing an impersonation of Alexander, mocking him for taking his job too seriously. Suddenly we heard sirens outside. Then we heard the loudspeaker. This is the police. You are surrounded. Put your hands up and come out now. Police? We looked at each other in shock. What was happening? Was it a hidden camera prank? We put our hands up like they said and walked outside. There were cops everywhere. Soon the police found out what was going on. No one had kidnapped me. I'd run off to meet with my friends while everyone was looking for me. They picked us up from the empty factory building and took us to the police station. My dad, my two bodyguards, and the families of my friends were waiting for us there. I was so worried about having caused such a big scene. But my dad comforted me. Justin, I get you, son. This money brought a lot of good things into our lives, but it also caused a lot of issues, he said. Dad, I was really happy with my friends. I want to hang out with them, I said, and he put his hand on my shoulder and said, I'll fix this. I got an idea as I was waiting for you, he said. Do you know what my dad's brilliant idea was? To buy the Grey Castle. Yes, he found the owner of the building, made the guy an offer, and turned that place into a playground for us. Then I understood that being rich is not so bad after all. After school, the bodyguards take us to the Grey Castle. We finish our homework in the library first, because that's Dad's condition. And then we do whatever we want to do. Some days we play PlayStation on a giant screen in the game room. Sometimes we have a tournament in the bowling alley. And sometimes we watch a movie in our private screening room. When we play basketball on the court outside, the bodyguards join us as well. By the way, I have to tell you that Alexander can really play. <laughs>